in three, in two, in one. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. I appreciate it very much. It's good to be with you. I'm Tim Anderson, the appraiser's advocate, and we call this one a thick work file. What must you have in your work file? I'm going to give you a hint. Iterations. Stay tuned because we're going to make sure that that's clear as we go on. State boards look for why you reached a conclusion in an appraisal, a conclusion about highest and best use, a conclusion about value, a conclusion about zoning, etc. So those boards look for why you reached a conclusion, not merely that you reached a conclusion. Now, more than ever, given the political climate in which we appraisers currently find ourselves, it's important to have iterations in the work file to show what it is you did and even to show what it is you didn't. In the record-keeping rule, the fourth bullet point, and obviously this is in USPAP, the fourth bullet point talks about all documentation necessary for assignment results. And that's basically what we're talking about here. This means a record of all the steps you took as part of the appraisal process. Not all the steps you ended up with, all the steps you took. Now let's talk about what iterations are. An iteration is the process of repeating something, such as a procedure, to achieve a desired result. Iterations are the generation of a series of outcomes. Adjustments to the comparable sales are a series of outcomes. Iterations are just repetitions of something, like trying until you succeed. Iterations are important since they show your scope of work. They show what you did, they show how you did it, and if you have enough details, they show when you did it and the context in which you did it. And that's important. Iterations show how you got from point A in the appraisal to point Z in the appraisal report and all points in between. Iterations are the analytics, the side-by-side -side comparison prior to reaching a value conclusion. This is extremely important when it comes to the work file. The iterations are our analytics. What did we do? How many times did we do it? What were our search parameters? What were the results of each of the iterations in which we engaged? We engage in those iterations as part of highest and best use, as part of choosing comps, as part of choosing a reliable cost source, as part of choosing a reliable rental in the income approach, etc. So iterations are the analytics, again, the side-by-side -side comparison prior to reaching a conclusion or prior to forming an opinion. So, and here's the crux of this podcast, what are iterations in a real estate appraisal? Frankly, for the most part, they are the adjustments we engage in. Now, when it comes to adjustments, we need to remember the importance of two statements. The first statement is, we have to analyze the market to determine if an adjustment is even needed. The second statement is, we have to analyze the market to determine what that adjustment should be. So adjustments are not merely a one-step process. As we just discussed, they're a two-step process. 
So what is an example of an iterative process in a real estate appraisal? One example that's obvious is the GLA adjustment. First, we have to determine if size matters. Then we have to determine how much it matters, and we do that by extracting it directly from the market. The market data give us a range of GLA adjustment figures, but the question then comes up, out of that range, which single figure do we end up using? The iterative process helps the appraiser to make this decision based on market data, not bias, not rules of thumb. Now you ask, how is that possible? Okay, let's talk about that. You try each dollar per square foot in the range, let's say 75 to $95. You try each dollar per square foot in the range the market indicates. Then, which one of these makes the most sense? So if the market range, the indicated market range of a GLA adjustment is $75 per square foot to $95 a square foot, the iterative process means that you try each of them. And then, and this is the important part, this is where iterations come in. You save each of the iterations in your work file so that you can show that you went through them. And again, this is from the record keeping rule to show compliance with USPAP. When you see the market data favor the 90 to $95 a square foot figure rather than say 75 to $80 a square foot, the iterations show you what the market is thinking. It may have thought 75 to 80 bucks a square foot for a few sales, but many of them, the data make more sense, the adjustments make more sense, the final value makes more sense at 90 to $95 a square foot for a GLA adjustment. Since we typically appraise to market value, we reflect the market's preferences in all of our adjustments, not our own, not rules of thumb, not what the client wants, not what the AMC wants, not what the broker wants, not what the property owner wants, but what the market tells us. That way, the final value opinion is one the market supports. And we demonstrate that market support by showing the iterative processes in the work file. We keep each of those iterations ideally with some kind of a timestamp and a date stamp so we can show when we did them, if indeed we're ever called upon to justify it. This iterative process shows what we did. It shows how we did it. And most importantly, it shows why we got the answer we got. When we know why we did something, when we appraisers understand what it is we did, its relationship is easy to explain persuasively. So, to review, one way to derive an adjustment is via the iterative process. The appraiser, we, look at all the possibilities, then reject those the market does not recognize. Finally, we adopt those the market does recognize, because after all, we're forming an opinion of market value. We keep the iterations behind that market value in the work file to demonstrate, again, what we did, how we did it, and why we did it, and it becomes a record of all of our actions. Standard Rule 2-3 in USPAP requires any statement of fact to be both true and correct. Via that iterative process, we show that, how, and why we concluded a particular statement of fact 
say the GLA adjustment, was both true and correct. And the individual iterations of this in the work file testifies to the truthfulness of what we write in the report. Truth is generally more persuasive than rules of thumb. So why are repetitions, why is the iterative process so important? Basically, to demonstrate a complete appraisal process. No shortcuts. And those are the advantages of using iterations. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. If you ever need to get in touch with me, please feel free. My email address is tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It'll be a pleasure to work with you. It will be an honor to know you. My best to you and your family. Thank you so much. And, oh, no, we're not clear yet. Are your professional fees high enough? Now we're clear.